welcome to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast, where we focus on bridging success with fulfillment in your personal, business, and spiritual life. And now your hosts, Scott Berry and Joshua Wenner. Welcome to the Mastering Fulfillment Podcast. I'm really excited about today's show. Um, as usual, I'm here with my co-host, Scott Berry. Well, Scott and I talked beforehand and uh, we had Michelle Berry earlier on a podcast where we talked about finding an assistant and outsourcing. And it was so helpful. I mean, I went out afterward and actually got an assistant because I found so much value in our conversation. And so Scott and I were talking offline and Michelle's been doing some really interesting things and we wanted to bring it to our community so that you could learn from what she's doing and possibly integrate it into your life. So Michelle Berry is the founder of P Corp, which is a program that helps you create a company for thriving in your personal life. She's got something really interesting for creating a personal board of directors and really exciting to learn more about that. So welcome to the show today, Michelle. How are you? Great. How are you guys? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, we're doing really good and we're, we're really excited about today's call. And so uh, just to kind of kick things off, I'm curious, like where maybe just kind of back up a little bit on for everybody and, and maybe walk them through where this whole vision came from and how you got this concept initially. I have always been someone who has been very focused on personal and professional development and always looking at opportunities just to be a better version of myself and to constantly be growing and stretching. And I've always loved having mentors and coaches, and I've definitely been involved in a lot of masterminds. And for just kind of looking at every year, right? Looking at my goals for the year. And I was looking at the season of my life and really wanting to birth uh, a new company, which you mentioned earlier, P Corp, and thought, gosh, what kinds of support and community could I bring into the fold of this new season of my life, especially as I'm kind of birthing this baby? And so I thought, gosh, what could be even beyond my coaches and masterminds? And they've all been incredible. And I still, of course, have have those resources in my life, but I thought, what could be even more powerful? I thought about creating a personal board of advisors. What's been amazing is that um, just really brought together this group of badass women who are all playing a much bigger game than I am, who I'm constantly inspired by, and who are true trusted advisors in my life kind of individually. But I thought, gosh, if, what if I could bring them together as a whole and uh, just really partner with them and get them to advise me and help me with thriving in all areas of my life, not just my this birthing of my new company. So that's kind of how it started. I, ca- I call them my personal dream team. <laughs> and they've been yeah, just really, I've got a lawyer and a doctor, a CEO, a VC, an angel investor, a real estate agent, and a marketing director. Um, I really, I trust these women implicitly. Yeah, I, I, I do a lot of work in business. And when you're building a company, a lot of times you're looking to build a, either a board of advisors or a board of directors. And I, I love this concept because, you know, I can really see how we just don't do it for ourselves personally. <laughs> you know, it's a, it makes sense. We put it in business for a reason. And board of directors reasons are to manage risk and to create more value. 
And it makes a lot of sense. You have the right personal board of advisors on board to help you probably do the same two things is like, how do I maximize the value of who I am and what are my gifts to the world? And how do I, am I minimize my risk from a number of different areas? So I'm just, I'm just curious when you were picking that team of people, because you know, when we were getting ready for this call, I was thinking about it. I may have a different group of people that I reach out to as close friends than I may want as a personal board of advisors. So I'm curious, how did you enroll these people or were they already your group of friends or did you actually, you know, consciously map out a plan to say, wait a second, who would be the best possible people for me to do this? And did you go out and and make those relationships or how how did that unfold? These were women that were already dear friends in my life. I went through a very deep reflective process when choosing them. I thought, okay, who who would I actually trust with my life? Who do I know that always has my back no matter what? And I really wanted to go through a very thoughtful process because I wanted to respect their time as well. Because this was something, I mean, it's a commitment, something that I was asking for for them to get involved in. We all have such crazy, busy, full lives. Actually, I think every single woman on my board is also um, a parent, a mother. And so, of course, their their life is full. I asked some specific questions to myself and then thought through the, the people in my life that that I knew that would meet that criteria. And I think it, it's fun too to think about others who maybe aren't necessarily in your trusted friendship circle, but who would be interested in, let's say they really support what your mission and vision is in life and what you stand for, who could potentially come into this as well. In my case, I thought, okay, here's some questions I could ask. Who would I trust as my executor of state? And if you think about that, I mean, sometimes we don't even trust our own family members. I also asked, who would challenge me and really challenge the status quo? Of course, I have friendships who we are, uh, we're dear friends, but don't, they don't necessarily challenge me if they see that I may be acting incongruently or maybe there is an area of improvement that I could be pursuing in my life. Whereas these women that I chose definitely are willing to speak up because they love me that dearly and want the best for me couple other questions were who who just consistently inspires me with the way that they show up in every single area of their life. So whether that is in business, whether it's as a mother or parent, I have all women on my board at the moment. I know Scott has said, you need to diversify your board. <laughs> have some more men and have some more diversity. And so it's a personal choice. Uh, there's certainly some rules that we can look at that can help you really get a good variety on your board. So you are getting the best guidance as possible. And again, it depends on what's most alive for you in, in your life right now. For me, it was really birthing this new this new company. A couple of the things is who always has your best interest at heart. And then I asked, who would I travel the world with or go to Burning Man with? And as you guys know, it's not always easy to travel with everyone. It's uh, certainly Burning Man has its own elements. But if you can really travel with someone under those conditions, that speaks a lot for speaks volumes for the friendship as well. Is it a prerequisite that they are a really good friend as opposed to if you're looking for a therapist or a coach, sometimes a friend is not someone in the best position because you they can maybe give you a little bit more critical feedback. So it sounds like maybe having someone who is a friend and obviously a friend that you look up to and respect on such a high level would be the requirement. 
Actually, I would say that, again, it's it's up to personal choice. I think you could mm-hmm. have strangers. So, for example, my board, when I brought them together, they didn't all know each other. And so there was that dynamic of them, ha- you know, really meeting each other for the first time, plus they're coming together to support me. So, for example, I hosted a board retreat, which I'll, I can talk about a little bit later. But I think that there is tremendous value in having people who maybe aren't your friends as well. So again, it kind of depends on what's most important in your life at that time, right? So if you wanted to reselect your board every year, you could do that. Or if you keep your same board over a good chunk of your lifetime, you can certainly do that too. But think about... So I guess, yeah, you could think through having a politician or a monk or a shaman or an Olympic coach, or it kind of, it's up to you if you wanted to really enroll and really ask others in the community who maybe you didn't know as well to be on your personal board. It's interesting how people kind of react that it's an honor actually to be on a board. And in some cases, you can pay people to be on. Now, I'm not paying my board. They are generously donating their time and their and their energy and their resources to being on my board. And because I asked them in such a formal way, I wrote them beautiful letters, talked about all the qualities and characteristics that they had that I so admired, what I was really bringing forth into the world and really would love for them to come on board and, and to help me. They were you know, a unanimous big yes. And they're graciously donating their time. But you could certainly reach out to some, whether it's professionals or otherwise, and compensate them for their time as well. And I know we kind of went over it, but just to bring out a little bit of clarity for someone who might be thinking, okay, what exactly is the board of advisors? And maybe this differentiates between every person and, and what they need. But for you, just for clarification's sake, is it for health? Is it for mental? Is it for spiritual? Is it for financial? Is it for career advancement? Um, What is it for? Or is it the whole gamut? Or are you specifically targeting certain areas? And does that change? You know, just to provide a little bit of context and, and some basic definition on it. Yeah, sure. So the way that I use my board is is around holistic life planning. I focus on 12 domains under that umbrella, but again, it can be specific, it can be customized to you. I look at what's my mission and vision and my core values. I look at re- my relationship plan, health plan, leisure plan, right, or entertainment, my wealth goals and plan, career education, contribution, and even all the way to transition, even making sure that I'm considering what are some of like, for example, looking at writing my will and testament, making sure that those are pieces are in place and having my board hold me accountable to making sure that is in place. Those are the main domains that I focus on. And I can give you a couple examples of how I've used my board in a couple of those areas, if you'd like. Yeah, I think that to me, that's really helpful. I went, I was going to the same place of like, okay, now I'm understanding the concept. I'm seeing how it could be used. And then I'm curious too, like, how did you use it? And what were the benefits of putting it in place? Because I see where the concept comes from. I can get it. But what happened after you put it together and what what have you seen as the value that came from yeah. this? One of the ways was when I was looking for a new position in the Bay Area, but it is crazy competitive and finding a new position, especially in the tech industry. I, a lot of people equate it to the to dating, right? You get you you go through a lot of flirting and dating and a lot of breakups, and it's a pretty wild process. I really, I really want to work for one of the most innovative companies in the world. We're really lucky here in San Francisco 
to have some of those very future forward uh, companies that are using technology right, to solve some of the world's biggest problems. So I really wanted to get into Google. So I shared my vision and my goals with my board. And it was amazing. All of them went to work. <laughs> but there's a VC on my board and she really helped me with a lot of referrals and getting me into initial interviews. Then several of several of my board members completely slaughtered my resume. I, through the whole process, I was constantly doing these checkpoints with them of all the, the, the parts along the way that I needed to take care of. And they just completely hammered it and had me add, make all these changes to it in order to really show me in the greatest light. And then they actually did role-playing with me. It really helped me with sample interviews and role-playing. And if you guys know anything about some of the interviews here, it's really huge problem-solving interviews. So for example, like the, the homelessness problem in San Francisco is huge. How would you go about solving it? Like these are some of the questions that at Google they ask in the interview process because they really want to understand your problem-solving skills. We went through all this role playing together, and uh, and so it was amazing. And then I actually put right on my resume that I had a personal board of advisors to help me with thriving in all areas of my life, and how critical that is, and how that can actually contribute to the success in my career as well. It makes me more creative, more productive, because look, we all are going to go through various things in our personal life, and that feeds into our professional life and our ability to fully show up and drive results. So it was cool. Like right in the interviews, a lot of the interviewers kind of, you know, they have, you have six seconds for that first impression on a resume. They would beeline right to that, uh, that part. And, and a lot were curious. Like, what is this personal board of advisors? Can you share a little bit more? It just really made the conversation more human. And it got them also talking about what was up for them around health and family and how that really integrated with career. And I really believe that that um, was a big differentiator for me in terms of landing the, the leadership position that I did. Even though they thought that was really cool, little did they know that also my board helped me negotiate my compensation package. <laughs> and, and I was able to negotiate significantly higher with all of their input. I mean, one of my board members is an employment lawyer. So I'm really lucky that way as well. Um, she helped me with looking at, yeah, just negotiating the, the whole compensation package. And it's, it's tough, right? They only, I think Google only in that year hired 0.2% of 3 million applications. So it is so hard to get in there. So they all helped me with that. And I would say probably around the career where they helped me the most was, and Scott can attest to this, my first few months of work was, was pretty brutal. It was one, it's one, definitely was one of the hardest onboarding experiences that I had ever had. And I've been doing this role for 25 years. In those first three months, I had a breakdown. I, had, I pivoted and went back to my board and said, did I make the right decision? You know, it doesn't, it's, it's really tough. This onboarding process is really brutal. Am I in the right place? So they were, they were incredible. And that's when we kind of went to work to look at how I could renegotiate the environment and still deliver full results to the company and still really show up fully for them, but in a way that they, certainly they could, they could, I could deliver the most value to them. So 
renegotiated a no commute, 20 clients down to one strategic client, and just ways that I could be more productive and show up better for them. But it's, it's increased not only the results for them, but also less stress and more peace in my life too. You know, and it sounds like they're not only helping you with feedback and advice on how to get a goal or an intention, but to also be your support and your cheerleaders when there's times of doubt and you're, you know, you're a little bit off. Uh, So it sounds like it's a, it's your, your board of cheerleaders, as you kind of mentioned it before to just to really keep the, the morale and support there in kind of this holistic manner. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, you know, who are my top people. And of course, it's friends and, you know, Josh is, uh, you know, a, a pivotal influence on me in certain areas of my life. And, you know, family, like my dad was a was a really big point of contact for so long. And to be honest, since he's gone, since he's only been gone a few months, I'm still kind of scrambling a little bit to find out who that person is. And having a an advice, like a personal board of advisors would actually really help me with that. And I also think too, that we've mentioned this before on the podcast, that as we move into marriages and to, you know, long-term personal relationships, that we put a lot of these decisions into one person, you know, our spouse or significant other. And sometimes it's really nice to not have to put all that pressure and, and and all that weight on one specific person to be able to have an outside influence sphere, right? Because I'm not on your board. Mm-hmm. As your husband, you have this other set of, of cheerleaders, which I really love. And, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about like, wow, how am, you know, how am I going to create mine or how would I put together that team for me? You know, because it's nice to, to kind of almost have your uh, diversification, <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think if we if you look back to what are the most critical decisions that we've ever made in our life, like there's there's kind of a standard of what are the most yeah, most important decisions that we'll ever make. And typically we just have this, it's usually our parents, it's maybe our friends that are in that local area, it's maybe our professors, right, at school. But there's big decisions, right? Like where should we live? Who should we marry? Should we have children or not? Who, you know, if you think in business, you have an ideal client profile, but what about an ideal friendship profile? Right. So there's a, there's a really critical decisions that we make. And, you know, they say the average, we're the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. This is just another way to create a really beautiful, powerful community that help you in all these different areas. Beautiful. Do you want to explain a little bit about the logistics of what that actually looks like? How often you meet? What is their time commitment? Things like that. You know, how do you guys communicate? Are you guys always in the same location? Or are you guys spread out through the the whole U.S.? What does that look like? People on my board are all local to the Bay Area, but again, their schedules are pretty crazy. But the commitment, and when I had invited them to be a part of this, wrote them letters, actually sent them a package in the mail, and then had one-on-one dinners with each of them. And and then I shared with them what the responsibilities would be and if they were uh, they were up for that. We have four face-to-face board meetings per year. So that's once a quarter for two hours. 
And those are one-on-one. Then we have a joint text message WhatsApp group that is kind of unlimited access where as things come up, then you know I'll ping them and say, hey, I've got this big critical work project. Um, I need some advice. Can you take a look at this? The understanding is that's unlimited throughout the year. And then I've created, I created a, um, a board retreat where I bring everybody together. The last one that we did was at this really amazing place called 1440 Multiversity. It's this great campus that's in the Redwoods. And they host a whole bunch of different workshops and courses and programs from various teachers. So I brought them all together for a weekend. And we basically, I presented my whole life plan and presented my goals with P Corp. And the way that I did that is I kind of, I looked at all those areas, right? Career, health, wealth. And then I said, okay, what are my top three goals in each of these areas? Here are the top, my top three challenges. Then here are my top three fears in some of these, in some of these areas. Then I just, it was this barrage of feedback and advice, sharing of ideas and resources and guidance. And what's cool is just the alchemy of the group as well. Because when one would share an idea, another would feed off of the other. And I've been in masterminds before. And those are those are amazing. And you're all there to support each other. But there's a different dynamic about this where they're all there devoted to your well-being and your highest. And then they got to know each other as part of that as well. They've really formed a peer network as a result of being there for me too. So kind of each quarter, we, we I update them on how I'm doing with the plan to address the fears and the challenges and the goals in each of those areas. Uh, and they continue to give me feedback. So it's kind of the ultimate accountability. I've had, I've had great accountability from coaches um, and masterminds before, but there's something that's like, I don't want to let them down because they're so dedicated to, to helping and, and really de- devoting so much of their time that I don't want to one, let myself down and two, also don't want to let them down. So it's, it's really phenomenal accountability. Yeah. And I, you know, I'll just add one thing. And because I have a little bit of insight knowledge <laughs> based on your experience, the feedback that I've actually gotten from your board or individual members is like the amount of deep hearted gratification that they get from doing this process and from from at least what I've witnessed and the feedback that I've gotten that it isn't just oh these women who are on your board are showing up just to you know play a role or do a job they're doing that yet they are personally getting such amazing feedback and inspiration like they are lit up Like every single one of them, at least what I've witnessed, seems to be on a very deep, genuine level, just completely lit up and inspired by helping you, which is so ironic because you would think it's like, oh yeah, they're doing something really nice and they're helping me, but it's like they are, they're personally getting such immense benefit from being on your board. So it's this beautiful synergistic win-win throughout the process. At least that's what I've noticed. Hmm. 
Thank you for sharing that. I think it's sort of a different opportunity for mentorship and for leadership. And I've actually seen now some partnerships that are starting to form amongst them. And so you can't always write a script, of course, of how this will unfold. But I'm seeing them form friendships. I'm seeing them form business partnerships amongst each other. And so it's sort of this really cool ripple effect that's happening by almost kind of creating this peer network that initially is a board of advisors supporting me that's now turned into sort of this yeah different peer group amongst themselves. Yeah, I could see how that, I know that happens a lot on boards uh, on the business side as well. A lot of times it's uh, it's the relationships, it's the contact. So I, I was, as you're talking through this, I was also looking at it. I imagine a part of them feeling fulfilled is also your ability to, uh, it sounds like you really spend a lot of time really letting them know how appreciative and grateful you are. It's just I was feeling into it. So it sounds like one thing I'm understanding as you're talking through this is that's probably one of the really big key features in this is, you know, doing the time to really pick somebody, really doing the work is what I'm, I'm hearing from you, like actively participating, taking their advice and listening to it. And then also being very communicative so they get to see that that transformation and be a part of it. I'm just, just like understanding, because again, at first, they, I think sometimes even boards, they're getting money, they're getting relationships, they're getting contacts and, and some of these uh, additional things. But if they can be part of transformation, it sounds like that's a piece that that feels very gratifying to their soul. I'm guessing that that's, is that kind of what I'm, I'm hearing with it? Absolutely. Um, at least that's the feeling that I'm getting. Again, because I'm going into this with such deep respect for the fact that they have, that they're willing to be a part of this. And I'm putting this sort of formality around it and showing them that I'm deeply devoted to. I mean, someone said to me, gosh, the greatest gift someone can give is actually, like, especially on a, from a board member, is taking their v- advice and actually applying it and actually implementing it. And I'm continuously like looking for ways to show that that I'm grateful and uh, you know for example like hosting the board retreat I sponsored that and it was in a beautiful location it was overnight stay so it was it created a really luxurious and fun and vivacious experience around all of that for them too. They're like wow this is really creative this is really intriguing and sexy and interesting and I think even to the point of inspiring them to create a board as well. You know, I can definitely attest that even working with my mentee, obviously it's not a requirement. And I think this even goes into even any kind of coaching or mentoring that whoever you're working with, if they are taking, maybe not doing exactly what you're asking them to do, but taking some of the feedback from the conversations and really making an effort to integrated into their life. It's a very gratifying feeling. And it's one of those things that I, I think help uh, motivate you as a as a board of advisors, as a coach, as a mentor, whatever it happens to be to continue doing that kind of work. Who would you say are the best candidates for a personal board of advisors? And, you know, is it a very, you know, is it kind of like a specialty person, a, a high up uh, professional, or is this something that almost anybody can implement? Anyone can implement this in their life. And I was actually thinking about, um, do you guys know the authors for Design Your Life? There are these two professors from Stanford who were, I think they developed or they run the design, the product design division within Stanford. Oh, yeah. You guys know um, them? Yeah. No, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, maybe we can put it in the show notes, um, the author's names, but I think Burnett is one of them. And and so... Th- Bill Burnett, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
And so what they were discovering is that they, I mean, obviously it is intensive to get into Stanford and then going, the students going through this deep program around product design and all of, you know, the whole program and the whole courses. And then at the end of graduation, they were like, where do we go from here in terms of how to like which life path or career path to choose and you know we kind of a lot of times we put our eggs all in one basket of oh it's got to be this certain company it's got to have these parameters and there's so much pressure on on transitioning from school to whatever that career might be. So they created this whole new life design program within the school of really trying to help the students through through that process to get clear on where their passions were, how to really choose. And in some cases, I think they were suggesting try out a few different um, apprenticeships or test it tests because sometimes the students would oh do I do I go right into a full-blown career or do I travel the world for a year or do I do work for a foundation and do some volunteer work overseas and um, and so I think what they were suggesting is it really giving them some tools to help them figure that out and to also be open to to testing testing out a couple a few ideas to seeing what you really love so I think that this has a lot of applicability to students and if you're uh, whether you're trying to get into a specific school or if you're coming upon graduation and you have to take that next step having a board of advisors or having this team of resources who could come together to where you can share okay here's where I've come here's where I'm at and here's where I think I want to go can you help with guiding me on maybe asking good questions, giving me visibility to what are the opportunities and the options out there for me. So I think it really could apply in that way as well. It seems like, um, what would you say just from the way you did it? It sounds like you were you, t- you, don't, you took each of them the dinner to, to touch base. You hosted a weekend. What would you say? And again, I, I imagine it varies. Somebody could do it very simple to probably very extravagant. What would you say the range somebody might spend um, just to support the system on the person who's creating that personal board would be? And again, it doesn't have to be necessarily money or doing a weekend or it can be, or it sounds like it could kind of range, but part of that's feeling really appreciated, letting them know that they're appreciated. I'm just curious, like maybe the range of letting, uh, of supporting the people that are supporting the board. Good question. So I really, in terms of getting, one thing is getting to know the board really well, right? And where do their interests lie and where are they, what are they passionate about and what's important to them? For example, I got a couple just really, I mean, really inexpensive kind of day activities for a couple of them with their children. Because obviously, as they do- dedicate some of their time towards this effort, there's, that's time that they're spending away from their kids. There's another one, and I did a spa day. But it doesn't have to, it can, it can definitely span the range of costs. I think as long as you're just showing respect for their time, they, they won't necessarily, so it's, I guess, figuring out what, what matters to them, right? What interests them and tailoring, like for your existing 
clients, for example, um, when you're doing a client appreciation thing for them, it probably spans a range. Like you could give them a free book if you really know, oh my gosh, I just read this amazing book that I totally loved. And you know that some of the content in it is very specific to the, you know, where you're, what your client is interested in. So that that's a really inexpensive but very thoughtful gift, especially if you put a personal note around that. So that can be something that you can share with your board as an example. I love it though. The key was like understanding who you're choosing and what would really benefit them. Um, so that's, I think, partially what probably goes back on both sides is they feel really appreciated too. Because you imagine you're getting so personal, you're spending, you're, you're building a really deep relationship. Um, yeah. That sounds, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So I guess for you guys, like for you, Josh, I know you love the, you're a coach yourself and love the personal professional development world. You know, in terms of bringing a personal board together, what kind of comes up for you? Or can you envision like a few of the people you already have in your life who are kind of your go to advisors in different areas? Like imagine bringing them together, you know, you sharing, hey, this is what's really most, here's my life plan for the next six months and getting their feedback. Just curious, you know, what kind of comes up for you? Yeah, for me, actually, it's, it's personally, it's an area I struggle with because I have, I know I struggle with asking for help. So one of the areas that I've been working on a lot. So to me, when I'm hearing it, I hear the amazingness of having the right team and board. Um, I'm doing a lot of work on myself now and valuing myself. And so I think that's what comes up. I tend to like have a couple of close-knit friends, but I don't necessarily reach out as much to other people outside of that. And I'd say most of the people that I'm closest with are similar in nature to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I've been doing a lot of work on that. So when I think of like what it would take to build the right light plan, I have a lot of relationships, but I, I think I struggle a little bit on well, two things, one, the time, (laughs) because I just don't have a lot of time right now. And then two, what that would actually look like, you know? So I, I th- that's what kind of comes up for me is like, I could see it. I have so many different projects. It depends on which thing I'm doing. And I guess that's where I get a little confusing. It's like, oh man, they're very niche focused and each one's very different of a niche. So when I look at career, when I look at my overall, um, yeah. So I guess I love the concept of it. I, I struggle a little bit of like figuring out how I would execute it. And I think part of it is not just the fundamentals, but really the mindset around it on being okay to ask for help to reach out to somebody. Because when I first think about that, it's almost like, ah, I don't want, I notice myself feeling hesitant to be that vulnerable around other people knowing my life and then questioning the value, which is my work I got to do myself. Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah. That's, that's what kind of yeah. comes up for me is like, ah, the people that are already my friends already know. And the ones that would probably help me get to the next area, I'd, I'd have to do some work on myself to get to that next piece to feel comfortable enough to do it which is getting comfortable asking for help. Because that's really, to me, they're getting value, but I feel like they're getting value working on me, which right now feels really uncomfortable. (laughs) Right. Right? So that's, I think, maybe a good question then to reframe it is like, what's the mindset? What's your, how are you choosing to look at that piece of it uh, in a way that's empowering? Might be another helpful question to help me unpack like your viewpoint or your lens or your mindset around that piece. Uh, I've heard a statistic that of all the teachings and um, coaching and information that's shared, especially around teachings, right? That only 5% of that information ever gets really applied to our life. So if, if for me, the deep why behind this and what really helps me with my mindset is thinking about, because I've done coaching programs where they don't really hold me accountable. And so I hear, I hear the teachings, I get great information, and then I, I don't do do anything with it. So for me, because 
the accountability is so rich in this. And it, it's, to your point, it's, it is raw. And it's very real and it's very vulnerable. And sometimes it's not very super easy and it can be difficult um, because you're really showing them all sides, right, to you. But for me, for me anyway, when, when I'm healthier, the world is healthier. And when I have my finances in order, then that contributes to reducing like our global debt. Right. So there's every single decision and every single way that I grow, I feel has an impact on positivity with the world. And so for me, that's part of I really see because there's there is so much great teaching out there that we kind of never do anything with. And so in this, just in this case, I feel like I'm achieving my goals much faster and they're my board is really pushing me to a higher level. And I feel that at the individual level, that when I'm getting those pieces in place, I'm contributing to the local, my local community and, and to the world as a whole. So that, that helps me around mindset. Yeah. And that, that helps understand. It sounds like the primary thing is the accountability is one big piece of it um, on the leverage tool. And so I think that's what I'm getting at. It's, it's like, I think it's finding what is the leverage is kind of what I'm distilling down to you know, tying it back to fulfillment. What's what's the leverage to creating a more fulfilling life and tying in the right relationships that can help you uh, achieve that? It sounds like is a is a piece of it. Because I look at some of the things that I'm doing, I'm strong in some areas, and then the areas that I think I'm I'm weak at all have to do revolve around asking others for help. So it's definitely mm-hmm. something I'm working on now. And I've been kind of this lone wolf um, for most of my life. Like oh, I just got to do it myself which had stopped me around team, which just stopped me around a lot of things. So definitely an area that I'm seeing more value to and and finding ways around collaboration. And so I could definitely see where the accountability can make a big step, but it sounds like it um, probably one of the first steps is really kind of creating a, a vision, uh, another vision, right? Like where do I want to be in the next five years or 10 years? And who would be really critical people in those areas to one, provide the insights to help with that landscape, but also as you were talking it seems like like if you have specialized people in different areas, they probably also get the learning from each other that they might need help with. So somebody that's really helping on the relationship level, maybe the other people on the board also need help around relationship or somebody that's helping on the financial level, the other people in the group could use a little bit more refinement around financial. Or it's also something I was getting is maybe potentially an additional value. Because I, I was thinking about it when you talked and if I usually want somebody's help, I usually go help them. <laughs> totally, I yeah. What do you need? I want to go be around you. So I'm going to do something to add value to your life so I can spend time around you. And it works effectively. But I'm seeing this as like, oh, a couple of those people, like I was thinking about are mentors. How could I find a way, maybe if there was you know, three or four other mentors that they could find a lot of benefit from as well, it starts to kind of be a win-win across the board. And, and again, I think part of it's feeling more empowered about the self, which is definitely work I'm doing. <laughs> and part of it's doing work around value with each other. So I think that's really interesting. Yeah. And I think you maybe even if you're to choose one area, right, and to keep it a little bit more informal to start, that that can work really beautifully as well. So you have to kind of find what works for you. And I know you're such a giver. <laughs> and so I, I hear you on being able to receive then that kind of support in return. But yeah, 
you can just start simple and maybe even just start with one area and and test it out and try it out. What what I what was cool is that it's kind of turned for me it's turned into kind of creating community. And I don't my sisters for example, my family we all live in such different in different places. My I grew up in Canada and my I have a sister who still lives up there, a brother, my another sister lives in DC. Like we all live in different parts of the world and we don't get to see each other very often. So it's we don't any longer kind of have all the generations right living under one roof. So you talk about the lone the lone wolf. So it's started to kind of turn into this way of forming community. It was really cool. I recently read National Geographic came out with an article about all the blue zones, the areas in the world where they have the most the highest concentration of people who live to be a hundred years old or older. Yeah. And and yeah, they did this these studies. The big thing was around. Um, one of the biggest reasons or ingredients to longevity was around community. So, of course, having access to healthy food and healthy environment and those pieces, but they they actually shared a story. It was right on the front cover of the National Geographic about uh, Maui's. And they're this group of five to six people in Okinawa who are kind of these lifelong friends who just are always there for each other, no matter what kind of comes up in their life. So I was pretty inspired by that. And what's been interesting is that the board has kind of, it's, it's started to just unfold into this really great community of support. So it kind of, whatever works for you and it can you could start small and start simply it's just sort of another concept right around having a team of support that that's been pretty cool experience for me and i like the way you put it it can be formed in in different ways because you know as i'm listening to you i feel like i have so many parallels to josh and in some ways i have a hard time asking for help in other ways I am, am excited to you know jump into the next seminar and get my own coach, but I tend to be a lone wolf, you know, like on our last podcast with Philip. I tend to be a lone wolf a lot of the time, and as an introvert, you know, that's an that's an introvert most of the time. That the thought of even being able to create it almost seems overwhelming. But I think what you're saying is by bringing it in on maybe smaller, maybe just having a few pieces on the or a few people on the board that it can. It can be set up in different types of, of, of scenarios. And I like that because it feels like it could be molded to different people in different ways based on not only where they're at, what they're looking for, but just kind of almost how they're wired as well. Yeah. And I think that it's, again, it sort of depends on, it, it's not for everybody as well. So you got to find what makes sense for you. And if there's sort of a front burner thing that's happening in your life where it makes sense to possibly have a board as well. Like I've met several people here locally are incredibly successful, um, you know, in terms of checking off all the boxes, are financially wealthy, potentially never even have to work again, have um, a great group of friends and have a lot going for them, but they feel a lack of fulfillment. That's a really important piece where they're feeling this lack and they've we've had really great dialogue about, well, maybe a board could really help me with potentially seeing some of my blind spots or helping me through this right now because they're 
feeling like there's something there's something more for them or there's a next phase of their life that they could and you could get that support in many ways right you could get it from a therapist or a coach or there's many ways so this is another way potentially where if you've got some people who you really trust in your life who you feel you could bring together and maybe it's just for one decision Maybe it's not even for an area of your life. Maybe it's just you've got a decision that you want to make and you want to bring a few of people together as advisors to a dinner to talk about it. Yeah, and I think that's the novel concept is a lot of us already have some of these already implemented into their life. I think the the magic and what you know, bringing the personal board of advisors comes into play is having them work together. Right? A lot of people have their own therapist or they have their own financial advisor or they have their own health coach, but none of them are working together. Yeah. And there's just, there's something about the, the synergistic effect of bringing very beautiful and powerful minds together, you know, and just the different concepts and ideas that kind of come out of a meeting of great heads and great hearts. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the part that I was getting to at the end. I liked when you kind of isolated it a little bit more because it made me go, oh, I'm not around this one project. Who are different perspectives can I get? Uh, almost like a board, but without that type of structure that could come in and help add value that they would get value as well. And it makes a lot of sense because then you're really focusing on an area and you're picking the right people based on a certain thing. And that that niche idea helped really make, ground it in for me as well. For me, of how do I could integrate it? Yeah. I thought it'd be super fun. We do we do something uh, that we've been editing recently, Michelle, where we ask a bunch of questions that are just rapid fire questions to different guests. That's just kind of fun. Love um, it. And if, that, if you're open to that, it'd be kind of fun to, to play around with that. Sure. Watch or no watch? No watch. No watch? Sweet or savory? Savory. Are you a morning or a night owl? Morning. Morning. Okay. Uh, texting or talking? Texting. Texting. I was going to say, I knew that. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why do you say that? (laughs) No, it's great because I'm learning this more. The more people I talk to, it's funny. We ask this a lot and I'm starting to see like, oh, there's preferences that make it. Because I'm a talking person. Yes, you are. Yeah. And I I am too. So I tend to leave voice notes more than the texting. The texters tend to always text first. (laughs) Uh, Favorite day of the week? Saturday. Saturdays. Favorite holiday? Mm, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. That's that's always the one of the best holidays. Especially with the sounds like with your relationship, it makes it extra special. Yeah, that's a great one, me. Scott. <laughs> uh, Note to self. <laughs> <laughs> Check that box. Uh, food you dislike the most? Liver. Ah, interesting. Typically late or early? Early. Or on time. Yeah, on time. On time. What age do you want to retire at? I don't plan on retiring with my new birthing of this new business. Awesome. I want to keep it going forever. Love it. Dog or cat person? Oh, (laughs) I have to say cat because of our little sphinxies. Um, I love dogs too. I'm just a such an animal lover. Hmm. I, I have to say cat now. <laughs> or I'm hearing from you both. I love them both. Yeah. <laughs> love or hate black licorice? Hate. <laughs> Scott loves it. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite thing in your closet right now? Oh, I have a whole collection of new amazing dresses. I have a fabulous caftan dress. 
It's a goddess-style caftan with the long flowing sleeves, and it's really beautiful. I got it for my trip to Greece. Sounds amazing. Sounds <laughs> like a really beautiful dress. Best piece of advice you've received, or one that you can think of recently? Because I know you've gotten a lot of them. Implementation and imperfection. Meaning, perfection can actually be really selfish. Share your gifts be out there, be there for people, even when it's imperfect, because it's one of the least selfish things you can do for others. Mm. I love that. What's your biggest pet peeve? MLMs. (laughs) 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 So, uh, um, So it's been such a pleasure having you on today, Michelle. And, and, um, you know, I know, do you have anything coming up with Pete Corp? I mean, what was really cool is I think we kind of just scratched the surface of this. It sounds like what would be really helpful is if, is if you could actually help people work through this process. So curious if there's a way you could, people can get a hold of you or you do anything around this that people could learn more about. Yeah, definitely. They can go to my website, uh, which is pcorps.com, pcorps with an S. And even better, if listeners are in the Bay Area, I am hosting a workshop on September 19th in San Francisco. It's all about how to create your own personal dream team or your own personal board of advisors. And it's going to be really fun. Uh, My my board will be there. They're actually going to be on a panel and sharing about their experiences of being on the board. Uh, And it's going to be just really engaging. We're going to do exercises around game of life, um, how to select your board. We're going to do some life planning. And the the one thing I'm asking people to bring is their bucket list because we're going to, we're really going to dig in and almost kind of use the room as a one big boardroom and board meeting. And we're really going to look at the things that are on your bucket list and how do we bring those to light even faster than you would have imagined. So yeah, I'm hosting a workshop, a live one. It's at this beautiful place, Merchants Exchange Club in San Francisco on September 19th. So if you guys want to throw the invitation in the show notes where people can get more info, that would be awesome. Yeah, we'd love to. That sounds like an amazing event. Sounds awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for for sharing this uh, this passion. You know, obviously, I have a, a lot of insight because we've we've kind of talked about this extensively. But just what I've seen through this process from you, and and just the amazing gifts that has been bestowed on not only your life but the board's life, like I mentioned earlier, has just been it, it literally has been just absolutely uh, eye openingly wonderful. But so we will put the information, the dates, the location, where to buy tickets and all that stuff into the show notes. And of course, if you guys have any questions about this particular episode or questions for Michelle, you can reach us uh, directly at podcast at masteringfulfillment.com or you can go straight to the website at masteringfulfillment.com. But again, all of her information will be there and I'm sure she'll be happy to get back to anybody that, that reaches out. So Michelle, thank you again so much for sharing your gifts. As always, we, you know, we love having you on the podcast and actually the outsourcing episode was one of our most popular and uh, most talked about feedback shows so it's great to have you on the show again thank you both for having me on it's a pleasure 
Are you ready to take your personal, relational or business fulfillment to the next level? With one-on-one -on -one personal support, co-developed strategies and accountability, Scott and Joshua have the tools, compassion and years of experience helping people just like you live an extraordinary life. Visit masteringfulfillment.com for details. If you enjoyed this show, we would be so grateful if you left a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. This helps us out immensely. Thank you so much.